You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. edition of Minor Talk Basketball Version. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens. When it comes to home, auto, or life insurance, trust the local experts at the Oscar Arieta Agency. I'm Adrian Bradas. He's Sal Montes. Together we bring you Minor Talk after every UTEP men's basketball and football game. Uh, 880-5763. That's our telephone number if you're listening in for the first time. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and online 600 ESPN El Paso.com where you can check out the full season preview of UTEP men's basketball as they get underway with their first year head coach Joe Golding. And we got a taste of it tonight we that was what tonight was about let's you know the stats can say whatever they want UTEP had a 28 point victory tonight 85 57 win against Western New Mexico it was the first look at this new UTEP basketball program they forced 26 turnovers on defense they shot 50 percent from the floor tonight but again this wasn't a game about stats I, well one more stat I'll throw at you Jamal Bienemy 23 points uh, he had four assists today and he also uh, in this one had four steals in 25 minutes of action so uh, plus 17 today in terms of efficiency but more than just stats tonight felt totally different there was this new energy at the Don Haskins Center tonight and I felt like fans really fed off that energy the new head coach Joe Golding was giving off I mean he was intense Mm -hmm. he was loud he was he was clapping he was talking to his guys he was getting everybody fired up he was you know I, I I just think it was it's a breath of fresh air this is totally new UTEP has not seen this uh you know in a long time and I'll give you a couple of examples real quick Jamal Bienemy looks completely different than how he looked last year they played 11 guys 12 plus minutes in, in this game I, I know that they were probably just looking at their different rotations but I truly believe that this UTEP squad is trying to play eight to ten guys each night and in your toughest games that could be the rotation that they work with even with Sule Boom back in action who missed tonight's game but will be back Saturday against New Mexico State point is totally different tonight was uh was a complete uh, breath of fresh air they're running different things on both offense and defense it's like seeing the same guys uh you know from last year or seeing a good group of the same guys but man they look really improved yeah, you, you could tell that the hustle is there. Something uh, key that Steve Yellen, and shout out to Steve Yellen. It's amazing to have him back as well. Big shout out That's to Steve guy. Yellen. That's our um, guy. Well, one big thing that he pointed out was uh, with, with Coach Golding's philosophy is that nothing is going to get um, going to get by UTEP without the Miners trying their best. I'm paraphrasing here, but basically uh, the passing lanes, they're, they're going to go ahead and hit those. They're going to contest every single movement that the opposition is going to try and make today. And you got to see that in the play today. I think there was um, for sure there was a shot clock violation. And I think there was even an inbound violation as well. So when you could get one or the other, it's impressive. But when you get both, albeit against Western New Mexico – 
Um, still, though, just looking at the numbers and listening to the broadcast, and if you were at the game, you saw that the hustle and the effort translated to the to the final outcome. And there were some sloppy points. I'm not going to lie. There were points where, okay, this team has some growing pains, or okay, this team needs to familiarize its, uh, you know, the, uh, themselves with each other and and grow when it comes to things like team chemistry. I saw all those things today where, hey, there are some errors that UTEP made today that you're scratching your head and you're wondering how can they get better. For example, they lost the rebound margin tonight. Oh, yeah. That was one thing. They were minus one on the on the boards, uh, and that's against Western New Mexico, a team they beat by 28 points, so you can't have that happen. You also allowed uh, Western New Mexico to have 14 offensive rebounds. Now, New Mexico State, they're one of the best uh, op- yeah. you know, rebounding teams, not just uh, you know in the whack. In the country, possibly. That's how great of a rebound team, um, mm-hmm. you know, Chris Jan's squad always comes year after year. I think another thing that you could look at for this UTEP uh, win today, 18 turnovers against Western New Mexico. Yeah, you can't have that happen. You you got to be more, yeah. um, you know, you got to be careful with the ball. And uh, one of the ones that jumps out to me is Jamal Bienemy with three turnovers. I mean, he's a guy who plays pretty much turnover-free basketball. But I don't want to harp too much on those negative stats because all, the, all today that we saw it was positive. It was it was the fact that UTEP basketball is is back in a big way. It's um, excitement all across the board at the Haskins Center. Everybody was thrilled to see Joe Golding in his first outing. Um, everybody, you know, you know how they call the starting lineups out. I'm sure yeah. you heard this. They oh, yeah. called all the starting lineups and they called Joe Golding, and there was a roar. I mean, That's the crazy. crowd went crazy. Oh yeah, the fans super super appreciative of uh, what Coach Golding is instilling right now. And the best part is, Adrian, he's just getting started. If you see that the guys have this kind of hustle this kind of effort early on and to be locked in even if it's again even if it's against a team like western new mexico and no disrespect to them but when we talk about what the miners will be facing on later on in the season uh, for them to look focused and um, you know hit it early on is amazing and i know it's a different comparison it might not be fair but this is what stuck out to me if i'm wrong let me know but um last year when the miners were, were taking on some division two schools and, and things like that you they would struggle and then break away in the second half. They would win just because they were the better team. Whereas this game, although they are the better team, it was the effort that really set them apart, and it was the basics and the fundamentals. I'll give you a couple examples. You're exa- you hit it spot on, Sal. You you hit it exactly right because I'll give you some examples. You know they they're taking charges left and yeah. right. They're they're going after these second chance points, which I thought was impressive. Um, I, I know there are a lot of things that need to be cleaned up. I, I feel like they have a lot of potential to grow as a team, and, and I feel like they can only get better. I really don't see this team taking a lot of steps back. I, I think there's a lot to um, unpack with this one, and, and also. Moving forward, you know, there are a lot of things that we have to understand just as, you know, observers of this UTEP basketball team. One of the things is they might go under a three-game losing streak. They might hit at adversity, um, just like we've seen in years past. They might have those kind of struggle points. I think the difference is I see more of a almost like a buy-in mentality. Like, okay, you know, we're playing a completely different defense, but we're going to trust that this is the right move to do because that's what Joe Golding wants, and that's the new defense that he has in place. Sometimes it's gonna it's gonna work out great for you, and it's gonna it's gonna really benefit you this U. 
UTEP basketball team. Sometimes it's going to be those struggle, those growing pains, those frustration. It's it's going to be you know Joe Golding coming into a press conference and saying, "Wow, we played horrible. You know, the loss is on me." But I like this atmosphere. I like the the culture that's there right now uh, with this UTEP basketball team. I think there's a lot of things, a lot of different things to be optimistic about when you talk about this group. Yeah, the accountability factor is going to be there, not just from uh, Coach Golding, who's going to be at the front of everything. Let's be real. He's going to take it upon himself. Um, but just even seeing some of the body language from the guys when things didn't really go their way or play kind of favored Western New Mexico tonight, you could tell that they wanted to redeem themselves instead of kind of hanging their heads. And I know it's the first game of the season, um, but but down the stretch, let's say they, they do hit a, a couple of rough patches I think it's um it'll result to the other team really just outperforming in every way and executing instead of letting a couple plays get by because uh, you gave up on a possession here or there I don't think that's going to happen with this coach Golden team I want to give a big thanks to wind supply El Paso who brings us our hot hand of the game award after every UTEP basketball game also big shout out to Keith Southwest bringing us our player of the game award here on minor talk as well with wind supply El Paso Hey, it's November right now. You can keep everyone warm, comfortable, and toasty this winter with a new champion furnace from Wind Supply El Paso. Wind Supply El Paso is the official supplier of champion heating and cooling products. And to locate your nearest champion dealer, visit the Find a Dealer tab online today at windsupplyelpaso.com. And with Keith Southwest, every game they bring us a player of the game here for basketball. They deliver the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. Learn more about Keith Southwest. Southwest online today at KeatsSW.com. We'll open up the phone lines right now at 880-5763. That's our telephone number. If you'd like to talk some UTEP hoops with us, now is the time to do it. Uh, I was talking with some fans today. You know, today was really, I really didn't take um, a lot of things seriously. Like, I know people right now are are chiming in about Titus Verhoeven or guys like Keontae Kennedy maybe struggling at points or even uh, Christian Agnew. Look, I I didn't really feel like those guys gave it, you know, the full full force. It was today was about kind of showcasing everybody, showcasing the different uh, parts of the offense. And I'm I'm not saying like I'm dogging their effort by any means. I just don't think that they had to exert as much uh, of their efforts in this game because they had it in the bag when they when they needed to. They would turn it up. And um, I thought like Christian Agnew had some nice things tonight, like his. Uh, I love my alarms when they go off. Uh, <laughs> Christian Agnew tonight having that nice charge in this game. He yeah. had a nice, uh, he had a couple nice uh, layups in this one and got to the free throw line, which I thought were, was impressive. Titus Verhoeven had three blocks today in just 13 minutes of action and uh, five rebounds. On the offensive side, we're still we're still waiting to see uh, Titus, you know, put put it all together. And I think uh, Joe Golding said it best when I got a chance to speak with him. He said it's a confidence thing with Titus. He just has yeah. to get comfortable. He's never had an offense role when he's played with the team and you know you look at a guy like Keontae Kennedy sure he's 3 of 11 today from the floor but he gets 11 points because he goes to the free throw line he gets fouled and I think the really good thing about Keontae Kennedy well there's two really really nice things about him number one he can score for you offensively in two ways he can slash which I really like he's like a way better version of Caden Archie Um, and then you know he can get fouled draw contact but He's got a three-point jumper. He didn't have it tonight. He was uh, two for six from the three-point line, um, but he he knocked down a pair. I just think that as the season progresses, we're going to see a new version and a new shooting version of Keontae Kennedy. The other side of, of Kennedy that I love, 
His wingspan yeah. makes him a very reliable defender. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I thought Christian Agnew was the best defender on, you know, among the guards on this team. I think it's a no-brainer in Keontae Kennedy. I think Christian Agnew can guard any uh, of yeah. the best players on the other team, but you're your solid guy throughout the whole who and who can make that big play in a in a key moment, it's Keontae Kennedy. You know what? I, I think they're gonna feed off of each other. Uh me personally, I don't want to go into who who I have on top. I think it's really gonna be more of a dynamic duo when it comes to defensive side of things. Uh but Keontae Kennedy's wingspan, you you nailed it right there. Not only is it effective on defense um in, when it comes to the defending the passing lane, um but this guy can attack the rim like no other as well. And before we move on, I want to get to Titus Verhoeven uh, really quickly. So just, just kind of grazing these numbers. Uh, when it comes to Titus Verhoeven, he's, uh, despite him only having three points today, he's the only minor to register a stat in just about every category. Offensive rebound, nice. defensive rebound. Um, you also look at an assist. Unfortunately, Couple of turnovers, four fouls. So there's his contributions to those those spots. But he also had three blocks and a steal to his credit. So although it might not be coming in on the offensive side of things, every team needs a utility knife, you know, or, or Swiss Army knife, you know, a utility kind of tool. So I think this is a guy who can pitch in in a variety of ways. And even though on average it's it's not going to pop out when it comes to scoring, he's going to get those pretty big scoring nights you know here and there sure so that's something to be accounted for no that's and that's a really good point Sal because you know with Titus Verhoeven I, I think again Joe Golding said it really really um well when I spoke with him Titus Verhoeven wins you games and he's a glue guy he kind of does everything that really doesn't you know go off the stat sheet and, and doesn't have those eye-popping numbers so yeah. to speak but he wins you games he, he controls it he he has great presence and especially uh, I've really especially liked how um, Titus and Sule Boom yeah. have transitioned from hey I'm, I'm going to be this key guy in the starting lineup like hey look at me to no I'm going to lift everybody around me and make them better I mean they are constantly talking to their players they're constantly around yeah. the, uh, each other and and trying to bring everybody up and you know it's really cool to see Sule Boom today because he was not in uniform he was not playing tonight he will play Saturday but man he was talking to everybody he was he wasn't just talking to the guards and giving them advice he was talking to Bonky Maring and he was like you know uh he, he was giving him props for a nice play he did offensively and encouraging him to do a little bit better defensively oh by the way Sal I'm back on behind the bench and I can't I can't tell you how much I miss Miss that man. You see yeah. everything behind the bench. Well, except for when they stand up. You see everything. <laughs> um, you see everything, and you hear everything. That's the best point that you. I mean, that's like the best vantage point that you want to be in in, in the entire stadium. So I'm, I'm happy I'm back there. Yeah, and you can even uh, feel and hear the intensity from the coaches. Of obviously from the players, but you could tell when the coach is super engaged. Oh yeah. Did Coach Golding have his midseason voice already or no? You know what? It's interesting. That's a great question. Great question because you hear his high intensity. You hear the, the conversation. So he would, it was, he mixed it up every time. It was never the same timeout. It was never the same huddle. At like one time, he would he wow. would go on like a really quick thing. He'd say, "Intensity, intensity, intensity. We need to bring up the hot, the intensity to a, a whole other level." And then he'd just stop. And then Coach Cox comes in and draws up a play on defense. Wow. You- so it's weird. And then sometimes yeah. he takes the entire huddle. Like another time, he took the entire huddle and, and he's calling. He's drawing up a play offensively. No other coaches there. It's just the five. And he's and he's drawing up a play defensively. He's talking to guys one on one. And boom, huddle breaks. 
it's all it's always different yeah. when you get in the huddle with him. So one thing that um, I find really interesting, and you mentioned this in your article, he's also, um, which is an amazing article, by the way. Check out 600ESPNElPaso.com. I know the first game already passed, but this is still a great preview of, um, you know, what, what you can learn about this Miners team's going into the season. But um, one thing that I found really interesting is just how invested he is into the team. And that expands beyond the players. Obviously, assistant coaches are there for a reason, you know, to help out. But to have them actively participate in games, um, I, I mean, I don't know what kind of relationship they have, but in my opinion, that kind of helps build that trust. And that's a big word that he's used um, since he's been here, really. It's just about having that trust with everybody, not only on the basketball team as players, but including the staff. Eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number. Six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter and online. Six hundred ESPN El Paso dot com. All right, let's get to some tweets right now, and then we'll get to some phone calls in a little bit as well. Uteb Mineto checks in. The new culture is a fre- is a breath of fresh air. I love it, man. Um, King Eric tweets the show. Well, Adrian and Sal, basketball season is here. I'm not going to hype up any player. It always comes back to bite me in the butt. But this was a good startup game. Jamal Bienemy is becoming a shooter now, and the newcomers look legit. Um, I'll start on your first point, Eric. I'm, I don't necessarily want to hype up too many players, but I do want to say this. I want to hype up a, a new player changing from how they used to play. Like, I, I think we had um, every player last year in this box. Okay, okay Keontae Kennedy, fair. he's going to be your three. He's going to be your wing player. Sometimes he's going to slash and get to the rim. Maybe he's on a good night, he scores you 11 points, and we put him in that box. Uh, Bryson Williams, he's going to get you 17 points and 10 rebounds every game. Uh, but then you put him in this box. Yeah, yeah, feed it to him every time you have it down low. Sule Boom, he's going to be a guy who takes a, a high volume of shots. And maybe at times... Uh, he could be inefficient, but he'll still knock down the three-pointers when you need it. Okay, um, those are all the things from last year. This year's totally different, man. I, I saw, like, you know, I saw it. I, I felt like all these guys have a different kind of energy around them, and uh, I think it's going to work to their benefit. I think there will be some um, confusion across the board at times or, or just some inconsistencies that might pop up with this UTEP basketball team. You'll feel it. You'll you'll see how they, they, they go through adversity. They have a very tough stretch at the end of November and the start of December, but, uh, you know, if they're able to maintain themselves, if they're able to, um, you know, win their home games like they should, I think that that will bode very well for them heading into conference play. Yeah, I, I think so far um, preseason and what happens tonight, defense is going to be the main focal point, or that's that's a double thing. It's going to be the focal point for this basketball team. But if they can defend at a high level every night, they're going to have a chance to keep themselves in the game. Doesn't matter if it's a high fifty, low fifty, maybe sixty, seventy point, you know, range where both teams are kind of at. As long as the defense is playing at a solid level, uh, they're going to be able to to have chances. And something that that really popped out to me was the scoreless minutes, uh, also known as the droughts that sure. the Miners put Western New Mexico in tonight. I think they went scoreless. Maybe about six minutes or so. You're exactly there right. There was a stretch like that. So if if there's not another six minute stretch throughout the season, you know there could be various two minute stretches, three minute stretches of just solid defense and making things tough for whoever whoever it is they're going against. 
The Miners went on a 16 nothing run that lasted over six minutes. It was just actually shy of eight minutes, uh, and very impressive on that on that stretch. And that's what you need if you're if you're this UTEP basketball team. You need to shut down uh, teams with your defense and create as many yeah. turnovers like they did. I, I like the fact that this uh, uh, defense totaled 12 steals today. They had six blocks today. Uh, again, they forced 26 turnovers against Western New Mexico. Uh, again, I understand what opponent UTEP is playing in this one, but at the same time, this is the first game. This is the first time a lot of these newcomers, who, by the way, again, 11 players who played 12-plus minutes in this one, a lot of these newcomers hadn't played basketball in over a calendar year. Yeah, I mean, this right. has been a long time since some of these guys had stepped foot on a court because of the COVID-19 pandemic, because they sat out last year, because they just didn't play that much, whatever it may be. Point is, the life were on tonight. I mean, this is the time where these guys had to, you know, forget about all the practice, all that kind of stuff, and really put it all together for uh, in-game action. And I, f- I felt like they did a nice job tonight. I-, I felt like they did a great job of showcasing the new talent. The old, the older guys showed, you know. Uh, bits and pieces. I, I say older guys. It's just the <laughs> veterans, but they showed bits and pieces of how they've improved and you know how what what kind of game they have. But uh, you know, it, it was a pretty positive night overall. You know what? It's interesting you mentioned that. I can't remember which coach it was that said this, but there's a quote um, that goes, uh, "You want to get older faster," something along the lines of that when it comes to college basketball. So <laughs> it's interesting you I point like that out. But uh, one guy that I was really impressed with that we didn't see last year uh, was Emmanuel White, a guy who. I was really looking forward to seeing uh, touching the floor last season. Unfortunately, didn't get to, but for him to put up seven points, uh, 17 minutes in tonight's game, also register pair of assists also gets a rebound but uh, the plus minus is really what sticks out to me at plus 14 I mean everybody on this team had a plus uh, when it comes to the plus minus but to put up a plus 14 that that to me shows not only are you being efficient or doing your job on offense but being good on defense as well Emmanuel White man why did he not okay okay here's the red shirt excuse coming in but we knew how thin this team was at times when it came to pure scores or shooters from last year Sal why did this guy? Ne- Why is this the first time I'm seeing this guy play in a basically? free year? This guy, dude, it was a this, free year last dude, year. This too. guy was balling today. I mean, and okay, okay. I want to, I want to. All right, all right. Like, calm down a little bit because you don't got to tear I'm down the TV, pretty Adrian. Hot. I'm coming in pretty hot, Sal. I'm, I'm just excited. We're talking <laughs> UTEP basketball, but Emmanuel White, man, he has a nice stroke when it when it comes to his shot, and I feel like he shoots the three pretty nicely. I just didn't see this coming. I, I didn't know that Emmanuel Wyatt would have a kind of role that he has right now, at least with this team. I feel like he's a backup to possibly like Sule Boom, maybe Christian Agnew if he doesn't have it one night. Um, they could go deeper in their bench when it comes to their guards. Um, and I feel like they're they're you know they can do some different things uh, when it comes to their rotation. Now when Sule Boom is back, that's when things change de- you know in, in a big way. And obviously this UTEP basketball team is a lot better with Sule Boom. Um, I feel like this team showcases their guards really well and I I think that's a credit to their coaching staff guys like Earl Boykins who uh, has played and been in this and he's worked really closely with the guards and the offense to implement that Uh, I felt a little bit uh, better about the front court than I did going into the season Uh, I was very worried to be honest with you man I I have no I had no clue who's going to play alongside Titus Verhoeven Bonky Maring got the start today Uh, I was impressed by him eight points tonight Uh, he had three rebounds 
rebounds. Uh, he did have two two turnovers, but he had a steal in 14 minutes of action. I don't know what kind of motor he has, so I'm interested to see how he plays with extended minutes. Uh, yeah. But it seems like they have options. Jamari Sibley's athletic. I mean, Alfred Hollins, although he's a little raw and it probably needs to get in better shape, I, I feel like he has some nice things that he could do. Uh, Kevin Kalu, I mean, this is my guy. I'm, I'm just going to buy all the Kevin Kalu stock I can right now. Uh, it's it's right now like crypto, and uh, I'm buying in right now. It's crypto like point zero zero four, and I'm <laughs> buying now. And once it gets to a dollar, I'm going to remind everybody about today. Kalu coin. There Kalu you coin. go. There, Sal, there you're the go. best at nicknames. You you I are try. the best. <laughs> you are the absolute best. You at know what? This. Let, let me apologize. I did mispronounce it. He deserves his respect. It's Kalu. I'm sorry, bro. I, I love it, man. I love it. Hey, let's go to Westside Drew, 8805763. That's our telephone number as we continue. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Westside Drew, how are you? Pretty good yourself. Doing fine, doing fine. What do you think of tonight, Westside Drew? Uh, well, first, I wanted to start off by saying, hey, uh, great job on that article. Honestly, in-depth. Uh, I kept reading. I was like, all right, it's going to end, and then it kept on going. I thought that was amazing. So great job on that article. Appreciate uh, that. Thanks, Drew. I, I really appreciate that, man. Thanks for reading it. Yeah, it was awesome. And um, well, just to, uh, I guess I, I was going to say this before you guys uh, actually started talking about it, but that was the big thing I wanted to bring up is the fact that you got a guy like Emmanuel White, and it, it kind of reminded me of the Anthony Tart type thing where he didn't get those minutes, and I kept thinking to myself, how come he's not getting these minutes? He was a highly sought guy that we got um, coming in, and then he just never got those minutes. And I was thinking the same thing with Emmanuel White, and I was like, okay, Last year, I was like, okay, did he not play because maybe they just brought him in because of the enemy and because of Sol- um, the other guy? I'm sorry, I forget Yeah, Sholin, Christian Sholin, that's right. Right. And I was like, maybe that's why they got him, you know, because they all played. And maybe that way, a package deal, bring them all in. And I was like, all right. But six foot five, you know, he brings in um, kind of like a Keontae Kennedy, maybe not as much length, but I was thinking maybe that's the thing. But then I was like, maybe that's just Ronnie Terry. So I like that idea of, you know, you've got to give these guys – uh, minutes and and sometimes at practice they might not perform as well. I don't know. I'm not there. But you give them the time in the game. Maybe they'll show out again. It, it just reminded me of an Anthony Tark type thing. Um, he goes to another school and look what he does. He produces. So um, I really like the fact that you know he went deep, especially in these earlier games. Yeah, he's gonna probably slim it down. I know you guys say maybe nine to ten guys, but um, I feel like he's gonna maybe uh, bring down um, you know uh, the lineup and uh, the changing of guys in there, but. I really, really saw that as an Anthony Tart type thing. Maybe get these guys some minutes and see how they are, and then the confidence thing uh, maybe will build from there. So that's what I uh, took out of this game today. Well, we've never seen that, Drew. We've never seen UTEP go deeper than seven, eight guys in the past three years. You know, under Rodney Terry, they kept a very, uh, you know, closed bench. I, okay, like let's give an example. Like if UTEP uh, were to play New Mexico State under the previous uh, head uh, head coach and the, and the entire staff, I don't think they play more than seven, eight guys on this current team against New Mexico State. And I don't I don't really like that philosophy. I, I feel like, you know, if, when you dip a little bit deeper in your bench, you really understand what kind of talent you have. And then that will get you kind of ready for conference play. OK, I know what guys I can rely on. I know what kind of situations, uh, you know, I, I guess I bug some of these players or give these some of these players fits. But I feel like that was a, a big takeaway I found today is that, yeah, they do have talent Cross board, and they're able to score with some of these uh, these talent, um, you know, talent like Emmanuel White, who we, ne- we never saw last year. So great point there, Drew. What do you think of the front court? 
I thought the front court was great. I think Sibley brings a different dynamic. I do think Alan, uh, just like you said in the article, Hollins is a little bit on the shorter end, but what he can do, um, I think he can bring that. You know, uh, he played in you know the Pac-12, which is a good conference. I think he will be able to play uh, that good role. And I did not realize that Bonky was that big. He's Me a neither. Big guy. <laughs> um, and then Titus. You know what? I I've, I've always seen Titus as a skinnier guy. He looked a little bit bigger. I think he put on some weight. I don't know. If you guys have talked about that, but he looked like he put on some weight. And again, I just Bonky. I kept saying over and over to my fiance, I was like, man, this guy is a big guy. Um, yeah, he looks a little raw, but I think he's gonna be. Uh, if we can keep him for the next couple of years, he's going to be a, a, a force, I think, uh, down low for us. Great job, Drew. Appreciate the phone call, man. Thank you for tuning in and appreciate you reading the article. 880-5763, telephone number to weigh in on the show. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. We've got two lines available. If you'd like to talk some UTEP hoops after the season opener, now is the time to do it. Let's go back to Twitter right now. Uh, Ivan Aguida tweets the show at El Paso Visuals Deportes. He tweets the program right now. First win for Coach Joe Golding. 718 to catch up to the Bear, Don Haskins. His response to my question during the post-game press conference was great. He wants to bring the tradition of winning back to the program. Can't wait to see what the future brings. Uh, Leo underscore minor fan, who is now picks up no matter what on Twitter, he tweets us, I agree with you. Tonight lo- uh, tonight is not about stats. They look smoother offensively. Defensively, I liked how they moved their feet. Already looks like a better product with the potential to grow even with all the mistakes. I'm not making any predictions happy to be back in the dawn hey uh leo i'm glad that you're back in the dawn i'm glad that you're happy that uh you know about this utep basketball team also tweeting us is ant at nine stay up he tweets the show i really like the young big men in kevin and bonky them dudes are big and athletic uh, totally agree with you on that. Going back to Leo's point on defense, um, I, I just want to say this. So I, I kind of I was asking them. So what makes this defense, you know, really really intense? And um, I'm you you know you play bat you've played some pickup hoops before, Sal. Yeah, I, I, I know that you dabble. <laughs> I like it. Um, Bench you, professional. So you understand how. Last year, UTEP plays a man-to-man defense. They have yeah. they play very traditional man-to-man where if somebody gets beat by their man, they're, they automatically shift and help out. It's almost kind of like a, you know, you're helping out constantly, and maybe you double at times, maybe you don't. But point is, you're, you're giving a lot of help when it comes to the offense. This year's defensive uh, you know, kind of philosophy is totally different. It's a man-to-man defense, but it's almost like every player on that defense is a cornerback or a safety. And hear me out on this because this might not make sense if, if you know if you're not really following me. But I'm going to try to explain it the best I can. But basically, they are guarding guys face face value, like they're getting close to these guys. But when the guy on the opposite team he passes the ball away, and let's say you're Christian Agnew, if you're Bonky Maring, you're sticking with your same guy. You're not helping out, not necessarily. You're sticking with your guy, and you're kind of looking him dead in the eye and and kind of you know monitoring him. That the the downside to this is you've seen and you saw this already, but you're seeing uh, guys take back cuts or back screens yeah. or something like that, backdoor hits, and those plays are going to happen. That's why I feel like Joe Golding continues to say, "Trust this defense. Don't don't you know help out either way. Just trust and understand. Hey, you're going to let those plays go sometimes, but if you trust this defense, you'll be better in the long run. And I think it really helps players like Keontae Kennedy because he's able to block 
lanes with his his big wingspan yeah. and really help out like that. So when you watch this UTEP basketball team for the next time, think of them as cornerbacks or think of them as safeties and kind of watching the receiver or so to speak, their defender so to speak, and they're kind of glued to them on both ends of, of you know at least on defense. Yeah, you know what I like that, especially when the the fact is you're not going to win every play. We, that's a given. Otherwise, a team would have zero at the end. So just sticking with the principles, trusting each other in uh, your article and in his words, just trust the process. I mean, this is a team that is nowhere near uh, where fans will expect them to be, but more importantly, where Joe Golden expects his team to be. So just starting out this season, first game of the books, but if you if you could lay out the foundation and build on that from the get-go, it's going to be huge. So what we saw tonight, I think, is a sample size of what to expect for the most part. But we might see some things uh, differently throughout the season as well. It just depends on what kind of matchup it is uh, as far as uh, what time, what kind of defense they might play, but also who's going to be out there. Yeah, great point. Great point there, Sal. 8805763, that's our telephone number. If you'd like to weigh in, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Got one call to get to. We've got two lines available, so if you want to call in, now is the time to do it. We're loading up the phone lines right now. Let's first go to Adam on the east side. Adam, what's going on, man? How are you? Good, good. How's it going, guys? I'm doing great, Adam. You've been with us since year one, pretty much, Adam. What's the difference have, that you've seen, you know, over the past couple years to now? Man, I guess first things first is it's just refreshing to see uh, to see a team that had a purpose on offense, even though um, some things, you know, might not always work. But there was a purpose there on defense. There was an intensity that I haven't seen in a long time. There was, you know, hands up in the air, balls being deflected, you know, guys taking charges. Uh, and then also, too, is, you know, when you guys got when, – when they got some bench players in, I felt like, you know, even though the skill level may have gone down, the intensity just never went down. It, uh, I agree. So from top to bottom, no matter who you have in, the thing that, you know, makes a big difference is the intensity no, a level never drops. And, you know, we just we, – we never got that from – you know, the previous coaching staff and, you know, sometimes I just feel like the previous coaching staff, you know, just genuinely didn't have answers and, you know, may not have been ready for the moment. And I just feel like the coaching staff that uh, Joe Golding has brought along, including himself and, you know, what they're trying to implement, you know, it's like they've, it's like they've been there before They you know, they've been there before they know what they're doing. They're going with it. And, um, and it looks like the players are having fun. Uh, that, that's that's also a big difference. It looks like the players are having fun, and um, you know everybody's getting in the game. And and I think uh, you know I, I really couldn't focus on one player specifically because I saw more of a team than I did any individual out on the court. I saw a team playing basketball. I haven't seen that in a long time. Well, isn't that isn't that completely different than what we saw exactly like you you just mentioned last year? It was one game. It was Bryson Williams. The next game, they'd feed it to Sule Boom, and you know, no knock to those two players because I feel like both of them are fantastic. Sule Boom might be the best player on this current UTEP basketball team right now, but you know, when you look at how they played, it was so 
dependent on those guys. They were so reliant on those guys. And it almost, it was kind of like ISO ball where they would take those guys and just kind of, you know, try to get the high percentage shot from both of them. When in reality, it just couldn't really work that way. I feel like when you play with a lot of motion like this current offense has with, with a lot of movement all across the, you know, all across the, the, the basket, I feel like that's where you get a lot of different things. Now, sure, there are errors and you saw a lot of them today. You saw turnovers galore from the UTEP offense side, but I, I feel like they can clean those, those things up. I feel like the potential for this team to grow throughout the year and actually improve in conference is there. And I, it's hard to say that after just one game, but I'm also saying that after watching this team in practice and you know talking to the coaching staff and talking to some of these players, I, I feel like they're bought in on the long run. And even though they will hit adversity this year, I feel like they have what it takes to get past it. I, I think uh, I think we're definitely on the right track, and um, you know, right now, I, I guess personally, as a fan who's just been a fan for a long time, I'm not looking at wins and losses this season. I just I want to see a well coached team. I want to see purpose. I want to see intensity. I want to see you know I want to see grit. I, I, uh, you know, we got into a little bit of scuffle with Western New Mexico, and I know first game, <laughs> first game of the season, and you know. The miners didn't back down. You know, they went after us. We didn't back down. We went after them. And um, just one last thing is, uh, out of the newcomers, you know, a lot of talent going in. But um, I, I really liked what I saw out of Bonky. You know, his size, his height. Uh, a lot of a lot of players that you know have his attributes. They're a little bit awkward. It looks like they're on ice skates out there. They don't got their feet under him, but. He looks solid. He's got his feet underneath him. He's a great passer, and uh, and it does look like he has some touch into the basket with a nice jump shot, too. I think his jump shot might hurt him at times, and you know, fans might get frustrated if it's a big game and he's taking some of those shots and misses them, uh, but I feel like his interior presence, when you're talking about Bonky Maring, it's there. It's, it's exactly there. Adam, you broke it down real well. Hey, Adam, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for rocking with us all these years, man. You've been there since day one. Hey, have a good show, guys. All right, appreciate it, Adam. 880-5763, that's our telephone number if you'd like to weigh in, 600 ESPN El Paso. Also on Twitter, online, 600 ESPN El Paso.com. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. We're going to take a timeout right now. we got two lines available. If you'd like to weigh in, now is the time to do it at 880-5763. Stay with us as Minor Talk continues right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. L.A.? Are we, are we going L.A. back? That's right. My minor talk is back. Adrian brought us along with Sal Montes. 8805763. That's our telephone number as we continue on the show. Stay with us for two awards later on in the program. Our hot hand of the game brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso and our player of the game brought to you by Keith Southwest. 8805763. Again, that's our telephone number. A couple tweets to get to real quick. We're continuing on minor talk here. 600 ESPN El Paso. Sal Montes, Adrian Bradas. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. I saw Oscar today. He was courtside for the UTEP men's basketball home opener. He was uh, doing the hometown hero award as he always does for football, bringing it now to the Don Haskins Center for basketball. It was great to see him, see his son, Oscar Jr., and uh, and the great family out at the Oscar at the agency, uh, the only locally owned agency and insurance agency I trust here in El Paso with all my home, auto, and life insurance needs. Uh, going back to Twitter real quick, a couple tweets to get to uh, First off, this one coming from Joe Chacon. Sorry I couldn't chime in on Saturday. I was too upset. 
<laughs> that line was it. great. Joe, Joe's our guy on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> but but now that Utah men's basketball is going, and after listening to this game, what a relief. Coach Joe Golding got 6K plus for a Tuesday night game to show up. The best is in front of us for sure. How about uh, the Maring and Sa- and how about Maring and Satterfield fire? Hashtag repping from Cali now. I love it, man. I love, I love that. Eight eight zero five seven six three. Let's go to Eric, who's joining us on the phone lines. You got two lines available if you'd like to call in. Eric, what's going on, my man? Hey, Jen, how you guys doing? Hey, Eric, we're back. We are back. I'm we're I'm doing great. How about you? Yeah, we are back. I'm doing good. Real quick, Agent, I don't know if you saw the playoff rankings, but UTSA is 23. I think I say that's well-deserved from them. Um, oh, man. Uh, really? They're, they're yeah. 23 now? Okay, great. That's great news. All right, you're, you're breaking some news to me, man. I've been a little bit uh, focused on this UTEP basketball uh, you know, schedule and game and everything in this whole season, so uh, I appreciate that news, man. Yeah, the rankings came out like a couple hours ago. Okay, great news. Um, but in terms of this, um, you know, the only question I had going into this season was who's going to be that guy that is going to step up considering that Bryson was the guy that really carried the team, basically? I'll give you my answer right now. Uh, it's Sule Boom. Yeah, it, that's what I said. I was like, well, Sule has to step it up because he was the second option. And he has to really score off. And now it looks like J.D. is really improved, and it looks like he's scoring instead of being a pass-first point guard, which is just crazy. Right. That is pretty crazy, Eric, because we only know Jamal Biennemi to be that pass-first guy. And maybe he takes a shot here or there. Maybe he takes a layup in transition, whatever that may be. Uh, but he was a pass-first guy. Now we're seeing him grinning. We're seeing him smiling, shaking everybody's hands, having fun. Uh, and then they set up plays for him. They actually run plays for Jamal Biennemi. I love that one where they ping it all around the perimeter. Bonky Maring has it down in the paint, and then he dishes it outside Uh to Jamal Biennemi on the perimeter who buries a three. He had five three-pointers tonight. Yeah, that's insane. Like, last year, he really didn't really didn't do much last season. I mean, nobody really did much last season, and I don't want to knock Terry, but it, uh, now it looks like the kids are a lot happier with Coach Golding. I don't, know what, I don't know what Terry was doing to maybe bring him down or something. I don't know, but man, Bonky is, I think he is really going to be Really good. I said I wasn't going to hype anybody up, but <laughs> I think maybe Bonky might be the one. Okay. All right, Eric. I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in as always. You, you've you been there since pretty much day one too, man, and I appreciate you calling in and chiming in on this one as well. Um, Sal, give me your thoughts because here's the big thing right now that UTEP still needs to figure out. They have to find that fifth starting option alongside Keontae Kennedy, Sule Boom, Jamal Biennemi, and Titus Verhoeven. Who is that fifth guy going to be? Tonight they rolled out with Bonky mm-hmm. as a starting four, and maybe it's Bonky for the rest of the season. Maybe it's only him until Conference USA play gets started. I'm not sure how they monitor or you know manage their lineup, but I do know this. I, I know that they're going to be uh, rotating guys in and out all the time with, with this current squad. You know what? I have no idea who it's going to be as well. Um, I, I have a good feeling that guys are going to get minutes. I just don't know if it's going to come from the starting spot. Um, but either way, Adrian, so, I mean, I don't want to teeter off too much, but 
everybody who's put onto the floor is put onto the floor for a reason. Not just to go out there, get minutes, get experience, but really to provide what they can to contribute to the team, basically. Uh, so one guy I want to mention who I hope to see later on is uh, your guy, Kalu. This is a guy with with so much raw potential. Uh, we really didn't see him too much in this game. Don't know why, but Zurich and Yama, I'm really high on him. Hope he gets to see the floor a lot more. But if I had to pick one guy, Adrian, uh, I'm just going to go with the guy that I just mentioned, that being Zurich and Yama. No, he didn't wow. see the floor too much tonight. Um, but down the road, I think he's a guy who could be seeing a lot of minutes. Okay, so here we we go, Sal. I need to, I need to throw out some things that I found out today because you know I was there and I was just trying to ask a bunch of questions and just you know monitor whatever I could. I heard that uh, Kalu has passed Zariko Nyema on the depth chart and it's wow. not even close. Wow. Um, and I yeah and. That might surprise a lot of people. So I got a lot of mentions or texts or, you know, people just asking me, has Onyema played? Is is Zarek playing yet? Is is he seeing any kind of game action? And remember, if you if you watched UTEP basketball last year, he never really played. He played in just, you know, a handful of games and he'd come off the bench and make these monstrous dunks. So people were really excited about him. He's a tall, you know, he's really tall, he's really big, has a great body for for the game. Uh, I believe he's like 6'10 and and he's got, you know, some muscle and uh, some meat to him. So this guy, he he really brings it all in, in terms of he has the look. Um, my thing is, I don't know if he has it to get on the court or to warrant that mi- those minutes, and I don't know if he has it defensively in order to warrant those minutes. So I'll give you a good example. I had no clue that Kevin Kalu was going to be this far along in his game. I had zero wow. clue. And I, in fact, I went to practice just two weeks ago, and you know he's he's not practicing with the ones, twos, or you know the threes when it comes to the forwards, or he's like the the one of the last guys in the rotation mix when you're talking about all the forwards. But I heard uh, today that you know. As the practices have come along, this guy just plays extremely hard. This 18-year-old out of Baltimore, Maryland, who was not recruited at all. I mean, this guy had a couple bigs in front of him during his junior campaign, during the COVID-19 shortened season Mm. for high school. Didn't really see a lot of action. Didn't really play a lot of prep hoops. Didn't really, you know, get seen in the AAU spotlight or anything like that. So he gets a late summer offer from UTEP, and he takes it right away. He comes to El Paso. So and um, you know even even in his senior year at his uh, prep academy he was able to put up pretty much you know double double numbers yeah. and uh, defensively he was uh, known as one of the best in the city out in Baltimore but I'll say this this guy brings it this guy has muscle he's not feodg he's not uh, you know anybody like that and I I, I heard the comparisons today he's. Kevin Kalu, he's his, he's kind of one of his own, and he's only 18 years old. I'm banking on his upside today. Had six points today, five rebounds in 13 minutes. No, I don't think this guy's going to play a lot off the bench. I really don't. I think he's going to have to earn those. If he if we see him play a lot by the end of the season, it's going to be because of one injuries or two because he really forced his way into that rotation. He's uh, come along even further than we thought. But man, this guy, I'm banking on him long term. I hope it's the latter. Definitely, because this is a guy who can contribute big time. Uh, but I want to go back to what uh, you just mentioned right now regarding what he did in Baltimore. So he won the BCL Defensive Player of the Year award. Also, there you go. The, great, great uh, job bringing that up. And this is uh, a couple other things that really uh, were were shining with me was uh, he tallied multiple games of twenty plus rebounds. But aside from that, averaged sixteen points and sixteen rebounds his senior year. So you know what that tells me. 
not only it, th- does he have size and he's able to utilize it, but there's a motor to him where he can facilitate, uh, well, not facilitate, but can kind of distribute his own talents and his own strengths, no pun intended, to the team. Sure. I'm with you on that, man. Uh, 8805763, that's our telephone number to get into the show. Appreciate Robert Dukiti texting in the show. Appreciate my fiance texting in the show, saying that they're listening in as well. A uh, couple tweets to get to. Steven Adiola tweets us, was tonight an exhibition, or are we want to know? Schedule wasn't clear on this. Um, here's my Here's my thing. So, I, I, I believe Voice of the Miners, John Teicher, said this. I don't. I think it's an exhibition game uh, for Western New Mexico. It's not an exhibition game for the Miners. But if I'm not mistaken, because you play a team like Western New Mexico, I don't think it counts to your net ratings. I, I don't. I think, you, like, if UTEP is going to put this as a 1-0, sure, that's fine, right? Like, they're 1-0. Because it, it was there. Right. Yeah. But but it's not an exhibi- It's not listed as an exhibition game. For this, Western it is, but not for right, the Miners. Right, for yeah. Western it is, but not for the Miners. So, um, you know, th- this one will count as far as a 1-0. It won't count for their net ratings. It won't count toward Ken Palm rankings or any of those, those kind of things. But just wanted to, you know, let you know about that kind of stuff right there. Uh, Robert Ikiti tweets the show. This new version of Jamal Bienemy is nice. I feel like this is the year he takes off. This coaching staff was extremely bullish on Jamal Bienemy. It's almost as if they got in his head and challenged him and said, Hey man, you're an Oklahoma point guard transfer. You're coming to UTEP and you got to take this next step, and we're going to get you to that point. We're going to get give you the confidence. We're going to give you keys and freedom uh, to help out as much as you can offensively with this group. Now, you throw him alongside a talented and a proven scorer like Sule Boom, and magic could happen in the backcourt with those two. Name me a better backcourt in Conference USA right now who's played together than Sule Boom and Jamal Bienemy. I mean, that's the I, backcourt right there. I got to look it up, uh, but they do have the experience, that's for sure. And also, I kind of want to go back to a call. Uh, I think it was Eric when he talked about Bryson Williams, about who's going to carry the minors. When, yep. when You know what? We kind of saw it. At various points throughout the season last year, there were games where Bryson simply didn't show up. I mean, it's just that's the way. right. And you you got to see Jamal Bienemy carry the team at points, and then obviously the other one being Sule Boom. And who are the two guys we're talking about right now? There you go, Jamal Bienemy, yep. Sule Boom. I still think Titus brings it too. I mean, I think that's your three right there. That's Jamal, yeah. Sule Boom, and Titus down low. And also uh, another guy who could be really the the workhorse for this team, or a pair of guys. And we talked about them earlier being a dynamic duo uh, for the Miners on defense. That's Agnew with his motor. And then Keontae Kennedy Ooh, with his versatility. Great, great call so, there. So piece by piece, this team is starting to to look like it can come together nicely. So they experienced with, I mean, they um, experimented with a ton of different rotations tonight. They had uh, guys like, all right, here's one. Here's an example of one rotation. Alfred Hollins, who, if you're keeping score at home, he's the Oregon uh, State transfer. Kevin Kalou, again, the, fr- the freshman, the true freshman that we're talking about right now. Emmanuel White, Keontae Kennedy, and Jamal Bienem me completely unconventional lineup right there i mean you're talking about two no- newcomers and alfred hollins and kevin kalu uh anchoring you in the front court and then you're talking about a backcourt consisting of jamal Bienemy at the point guard position emmanuel white at the shooting guard position and then playing Keontae as this wing um in the mix so 
I like how they experimented and dabbled with all these different rotations. It, it felt like they were just you know rotating guys in and out to keep them fresh, to keep the intensity high, to keep everybody out there and active. Um, there's a lot of takeaways from tonight. I, I felt like this was a good first glimpse at all the different players. We never get to see. Uh, when, all right, I'll, I'll dial okay. that back. Okay. Under the previous coaching staff, we would not see newcomers shine in the way that they did tonight. I mean, everybody felt like they were involved and they were, you know, a, a part of this. This was a team effort. This was, you know, they, they wanted to establish that in a big way. And I, I think they did a great job. Here, I'll give you a great stat here, Sal. 19 assists. When's the last that. time UTEP has had 19 assists? I don't know. It's been a while. <laughs> maybe been- maybe they hit that threshold last year, but um, point is they're sharing the ball in a nice way. Yeah, I, I like the way that everybody was able to pitch in. Uh, I know that some of these guys got minutes because they had a large deficit or a large lead. Western New Mexico was faced with a large deficit near the end. But for guys to still show up and put up a certain amount of numbers in, in a variety of categories is awesome. And another thing, too, is I don't know how deep they're going to go this season in terms of uh, their rotation, but I think I heard – I can't remember who it was, so I'm not going to say who since I can't remember. But um, they had mentioned that Coach Golding wants to go 10. Yeah, yeah. No, so, that's exactly right. And, and and that's one or two players uh, more than we got to see under the previous coaching staff for the last couple of years. So guys are able to, you know, pitch in when they get out there that, and they're getting more minutes along with it. Uh, we could see some of that blossoming that you just mentioned. We could see it happen. I think we can, man. And I feel like that's a really... If you go 10 guys, all right, now we're talking Chris Janstas, which I would love to hear from Aggie fans right now to see how the Aggie game went tonight against UC Irvine. They won 62-51. Miners take on New Mexico State this Saturday at the Pan Am Center. Uh, Steve Kaplowitz will call the action with Hooper Vint on the, on the call as color with him at the Pan Am Center. Can't wait to hear that um, uh, You know, as we approach Saturday. But again, I would love to hear from Aggie fans to see how that one went. Um, I'm just you know so interested to see what kind of rotation, going back to your point, Sal, what kind of rotation UTEP will flex when it comes to that game on Saturday? Do they do they throw the kitchen sink at uh, NMSU and think, you know what, we're going to do everything that we can to grind this out and win? It, it could be you know ugly as as ugly as um, you know we want, but we just want to win. If, if that's UTEP's mentality, uh, I'm curious to see how this all is, especially with Sule Boom back in the mix after missing the last several weeks uh, due to a, a finger injury. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see because at, although, in my opinion, and I think many others would agree, and you as well, uh, their best player being Sule Boom, the fact of the matter is he didn't play today. And is that getting back to game speed going to be a factor? I think that's a fair question to ask. Sure, that is a fair um, question, yeah. Also returning from injury, so that's two and one right there. But when it comes down to the rotation, I think it's going to um, – come down to who is who are your best defenders so just kind of going down the roster I mean I'm, I might take a while so I'll just name uh, a couple of them but for sure we'll see uh, Christian Agnew um, maybe Emmanuel White could be out there as well sure but if I can name one more who, who wasn't a starter and I, I just mentioned Agnew so I just contradicted myself but maybe let's go with 
Alfred Hollins. There you go. I, and he'll play, definitely. Oregon State transfer Alfred Hollins. Georgetown transfer Jamari Sibley. He warranted minutes in that NMSU game. Wouldn't be surprised if they went 10-11 deep again in that game. I, I really wouldn't. I, I think they, even if they're in a, in a rut in that game, they need to figure out who they have. And uh, I'm curious to see how UTEP will respond. If they have any adversity in that game, how they w- will respond. Or if they have a lead, how will they you know, try to maintain that lead? I think it's going to be jabs left and right, and it's going to be uh, you know a, a test to see which team is left standing yeah. between the Aggies and the Miners. Yeah, and it's not only a big test for the Miners, but a big test for Coach Golding. I mean, I, I got to look at who he's played against uh, throughout his entire tenure with uh, ACU, but this is going to be one of uh, the welcome to UTEP moments for Coach Golding. Sure, I mean, that, that's not a nice arena to to. to be at if you're a visitor. They're they're hostile. They're they're rowdy for a reason, and they have a really good team on top of that. So it uh, it's going to be a real test for that coaching staff. Let's talk about New Mexico State for a minute. They uh, first off, they beat Texas Tech in a close scrimmage. Uh, we heard through the grapevine. By the way, Bryson Williams balled out today for the Red Raiders. Uh, Sal, do you have his stats? Was it like twenty two and seven? Uh, with Bryson, yeah, it was 22 points on 9 for 11 wow. with 7 boards. I would love to watch that. I'm, I'm going to try to find I'm, some I'm highlights. To find and too. I'm going to try to find some <laughs> highlights just so I can see how he's used. I, I'm so curious to see how he's used. I, I saw this funny tweet. I, I can't remember who it's from, but they said, Bryson Williams has received no uh, media coverage. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Don't take Bryson Williams for granted. <laughs> Don't take him for granted. He was one of the most... Uh, sought after uh, transfer players yes. in the portal. Come on, man. Okay, they say that because this man didn't have a Twitter until he left UTEP. And, and that that's may when be he, true, yeah. yeah. And he popped right. off on Twitter after that. So. B. Willington. Does he still have it? Let's see. I, I know he has, he signed an NIL deal over there. Shout out Bryson Williams. Yeah, B. Willington, 11. 11. Uh, B-Dub, Hungry and Humble, Rare Breed, 559. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Fresno. And uh, yeah, Bryson Williams signed an NIL deal. He's got like a little, um, he's got a little uh, T-shirt thing going on right now with Texas Tech. But anyways, that's pretty cool. Let, let's uh, let's go back to New Mexico State. They used a second half three point barrage to um, you know win over UC Irvine today. Now remember, UTEP actually beat the Ant Eaters just a couple years ago under head coach uh, former head coach Rodney Terry. Uh, New Mexico State won today, sixty two to fifty one in the season opener. So Aggies led thirty to twenty five at the half. Then uh, the Ant Eaters came back. They had an eight five run in the opening minutes. They cut the NMSU uh, lead to just two points for the first time since early minutes of the game. Game. Uh, you saw guys all over the place for New Mexico State help in the rally to win this one. You saw three-pointers from Donnie Tillman, redshirt junior guard Jabari Rice, who's back in action. Also sophomore guard Mario McKinney, and that really helped the Aggies win in this one. Also, uh, um, you have to note, redshirt sophomore forward Will McNair who led the Aggies in scoring in the first half. He had 10 points. Uh, New Mexico State never trailed in this game pretty much. Only the opening minutes they were down 2-0 and that was that was it. Uh, Teddy Allen, that's a, that's a guy to know for Saturday. He is somebody who can score. He connected on a corner three-pointer less than two minutes left in the, in the game and uh, helped um, seal that victory. It boosted their lead to nine points. Uh, they never really looked back. I, I know that um, UC Irvine was kind of breathing down their shoulders left and right in this game, but the Aggies pretty much uh, held firm in this one. So uh, a nice win for uh, New Mexico State. I feel like 
One of the guys that you're really going to have to watch for the Aggies is definitely Teddy Allen. Um, I'm curious to see how UTEP comes out defensively, especially uh, after uh, the Aggies drained as many threes as they did tonight. So that, those are just kind of early storylines to watch for New Mexico State and UTEP. And, of course, headlining all the storylines before the Battle of I-10 is Chris Jans, current coach Ooh. of New Mexico State, was a finalist for the UTEP head coaching uh, opening uh but way back in the summer and said Joe Golding takes takes the job. Yeah, w- w- if you're Chris Jans, wouldn't you like to beat the Miners and show everyone, including everybody back home in Las Cruces, yeah. you know, what you have as a head coach? Yeah, definitely. You want to remind them what you can do with the team. I mean, the only real thing that he has to do to really solidify that, although he's already gone above and beyond with that Aggie team, making them a perennial powerhouse in the whack, um, that is win a tournament game. Sure. You know, and I, I have confidence that they'll make it back to the NCAA tournament. Um, one, because of the talent, but two, and the main reason is because of Coach Jans. But one guy, Adrian, for the Aggies that didn't really have a good game today, who I expect to, who I think is the leader of the team, but I expect to also have a, a better performances as the season goes along is Johnny McCants, a guy who only went one for three today, uh, four points, but was able to get it done on the bo- on the boards with eight rebounds and also addition to assists. So when I'm looking at this score between the Aggies and, uh, are they the Anteaters? Anteaters, that's there right. There we go, between the Aggies and the Anteaters. Um, 62-51 shows that the Aggies are able to win ugly. So uh, I just mentioned how the Miners' key point is defense. Aggies can can go along with defense as well. So it's going to be a gritty matchup if it comes down to it. Allen finished the night with 14 points. That's a team high for the Aggies. Uh, he led them in this victory. Let's go back to the phone lines right now. Welcome on Hunter on the show. 880-5763. We got two lines available. Hunter, what's going on, my man? What's going on, guys? Oh, not much, man. How about you? No, can't complain. Enjoyed the game. Uh, how's it feel to actually have a coach? What do you guys think about that? Mm-hmm. I knew you'd go there. Hey, I just want to mention to you, Hunter, and for everybody wondering, um, I was curious. Like, I, I always ask a lot of questions to people in and around. Um, I'll share this. This is one thing that they would they said, okay, tell people this. There is no ill will toward Rodney Terry on this team. In fact, a lot of these players um, outside of the outside of basketball, they'll still keep in touch with him, and they they speak very highly of him. And so do the coaching staff. So do player, you know, people in and around the you know the team. So take that for what what it's worth. Not much. It didn't amount to anything, so it didn't. Then I, I don't take it for much. But anyway, out with the old, in with the new. Uh, you know. I, I was I was impressed with, with what I saw. It's, it's they're, they're better than I thought. You know, I still don't think it's going to be much better than a 500 season, and uh, I'm good with it. But uh, it, it's great to see a purpose. It's not just a random assortment of players out there. It's a team. We haven't seen that in years. It is truly a team. Uh, they won't compete against NMSU. I hate to burst anybody's bubble that might think otherwise, but they won't. NMSU's sure. program, just, they're, they're just at a different place than, than UTEP is right now. But this team, the, the biggest difference is, is it seems like Golding gets the most out of what he has versus we always felt disappointed at what Terry was able to get out of what he had because he had some extremely talented teams and they underachieved, whereas this guy's got slightly less talent, especially without Bryson. But, you know, they're coaching him up. They're they're getting the most out of him. And I sit with, uh, you know, another Twitter follower here, Eric, the number 48 at the Shout game. Shout out, Eric, yep. 
and and we don't we didn't realize till after and we said you know what that's the first game we've gone to in a in a while that is just it, we weren't frustrated there was no frustration on our part saying like what are they doing so they're going to struggle offensively sometimes because they just don't have the firepower they don't have the scores besides Suey but it's okay the defense is going to keep a minute uh, their energy, their intensity is going to keep them in it, and it, they'll they'll be a fun team to watch. And then you can tell they're having fun out there; they're enjoying it. There's no pouting. He's subbing a lot, but th- nobody's got attitude or it's a I I'm better than anybody else. They 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 make a mistake. Hey, they come, he addresses it, and they go and uh, move forward. So it's a it's a breath of fresh air, really. The uh, body language is so evident as soon as you watch this team. I mean. Even after a bad play or whatever, they just get right back at it. They, they don't dwell on any bad plays. It's kind of like they have a real nice short-term memory. I was expecting some of those turnovers to disrupt this team, not necessarily shake them up or anything, but just disrupt this team. I felt like they handled all those turnovers pretty nicely, and you know they probably got back on the other end and created a turnover themselves. So uh, I felt like this was a, a very nice team effort for UTEP, and even the the, guy, the returning guys from last year, Saucy, uh, Keontae Ken, Kennedy, Titus Verhoeven, uh, even, you know, uh, guys like, you know, you could even look deeper it, uh, for this team, like guys like Jamal Biennemi. I, I feel like those guys still have a lot to bring to the table and what they could do as far as potential. Well, you know, the, the biggest thing, and I, I sit, you know, behind the minor bench too, not as close as you, obviously, but I, I'm within an earshot, and they're getting coached up right. every time. They're constantly, when he pulls one out of the game, he's coaching them up. None of that was happening last year, the last three years. And, and I know nobody likes to name names. For some reason, we're all going to be polite around here. It is what it is. Uh, Terry didn't know how to coach, and this guy is constantly coaching. And, and, you know, with the body language and with their attitudes out there, the first person you have to lead is yourself. If you're going to be an effective leader, you lead yourself. So they see Golding as an effective leader. You can see that. So because he's an effective leader – they each become better leaders of themselves and each other on the court, and you can see that. Now, we're not going to see an NCAA tournament team this year. Uh, they're not, they're not going to be a CUSA champion this year, but he's going to get the most out of them consistently. Night in and night out, they will be coached up, and they will be better by the end of the season than they are right now, and that's something uh, refreshing and, and good to see. Yep, I, I agree with you. Hunter, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for t- tuning in and uh, calling us as always, man. You guys take care. Appreciate it. All right. Hunter, as always, calling in here on Minor Talk. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter is where uh, a lot of people are chiming in as well. Let's go to Robert Ukidi on Twitter. Another thought, Jamari Sibley is only a freshman. He's going to be nice as well. That's a good point. He's got four years of eligibility with Jamari Sibley, the Georgetown uh, transfer. That's That's a nice addition right there. No, I like it too, especially because uh, you're going to need all the players that you can get for this kind of style. It's aggressive, it's intense, and uh, we got to see what he did today. I just want to make sure I get this right. I think I heard his name on probably about two threes, maybe three threes. How many was that, Jamar Sibley? Was it even him? No, no, he had six points. Who's he, the other one that uh, Satterfield? That's what I'm thinking of. My oh, bad. Satterfield. I, I got him yeah. confused with Satterfield, but with uh, Sibley, he had the alley oop then. 
Yep, yeah. Okay, Jamari Sibley right. did have the alley-oop. That's I, I right. didn't see the game, so my bad. I'm back here in the studio, so I just got to listen to it. But uh, a guy who could provide that, that athleticism closing in on the rim. But kind of back to Satterfield real quick. Caught some fire near the end. Thought, uh, you know, he'll have his chance at, at a certain award. So we'll, we'll get to that later on in the show. Ooh, but, okay. But Satterfield, a guy who got to dish in, uh, you know, his nine points in those 12 uh yeah, 12 minutes and a 10 on the plus minus. Um, I, I want to go back to something that Hunter said. I, mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, he he's uh, not trying, you know, he's he mentioned, why don't you guys uh, mention his name and pretty much said Terry's a bad coach and that, you know, all that. I'm, I'm going to say this. Rodney Terry was an excellent recruiter. He just wasn't the right coach. And that we can all see that right now. This program, this this community, uh, this team needed somebody like Joe Golding, a breath of fresh air, something completely different, uh, a rising coach in the business, somebody who's very hungry uh, and and not afraid to get his hands dirty uh, when it comes to things like that. So this guy, man, he he showed it. He came tonight. You could tell, man, he was so excited to be out there uh, in front of El Paso for the first time and. This is all new. This is new to a lot of these guys. Again, a lot of these newcomers uh, that we're talking about, Bonky Marink, uh, uh, I'm not going to say it right, Keza Jifa. Jifa, yeah. I did? Okay, good. Uh, go. Jifa. And then Emmanuel, you know, Emmanuel White, even though he registered last year, was on the team. Uh, Alfred Hollins, Kevin Kalou. These guys, this is their first game. Uh, Jarrell Satterfield, these, this is their first game in a minor uniform. And uh, I think it takes a lot to kind of have that kind of confidence or just play the way that they did tonight. I get it. It's New- Western New Mexico. I also want to, you know, trim down some expectations. I kind of think they'll just be r- barely above a 500 team, going to what Hunter so. said. Yeah. Okay. I mean, just barely. But I think one of the things that you have to look at this team, they might not win all the conference games, but they might play spoiler to a, to some of the best teams in conference. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if UTEP has some of the better teams in this league on the ropes late in games and uh, really takes it down to the wire. You know what? Even if, uh, let's say that happens, right, as long as they're able to be competitive and have a chance to win games, for sure, they'll make it to the conference tournament, and if they can catch fire at the right time, we know it's only a one-bid league. I mean, hey, anything's possible at that point. You you don't want to go up against a team that really has nothing to lose and uh, also be a team that has a style of play that nobody, nobody really wants to go up against. I'm with you on that, man. Uh, going back to Twitter, this is from Adrian at EnemyWin3. He tweets us, first impressions, the, kid, the new kids have potential, but looked a bit lost. Kennedy and Bienemy have improved. Agnew and Verhoeven, not so much. 17 wins sounds about right this year. I picked him for 17 wins. Uh, going off your points, Adrian, I, first off, with uh, the new guys looking a little lost, I, I feel like the upside's there. Yeah, they yeah, they definitely look lost at times. It was the first game of the year. What do you expect? Uh, Keontae Kennedy, Bienemy, they have improved. I'm with you completely on that. And Kennedy, uh, Kennedy, Miss <laughs> Kennedy, uh, combining his first and last name, uh, Keontae Kennedy had some nice shots tonight. They just didn't fall. But again, he got yeah. to the rim whenever he wanted to. And uh, defensively, this man, he, he's uh, definitely improved. You could tell right away. You know what? I love that you said that because on the postgame show, uh, Coach Golding with uh, John Teicher and Steve Yellen, he talked about that, specifically what you just said, Adrian. 
I liked uh, paraphrasing here or quoting him uh, more or less. Uh, you know, I liked Keontae's shots. Um, you know, some of them didn't go in, but they were good shots, and he was able to, you know, pretty much be everywhere out there on the floor. So for him to say that about Kennedy, when you look at his uh, shooting numbers, although it doesn't really pop out like crazy, three for eleven, a couple of those uh, go in. This guy could be somewhere near like. 15, 16 points. Sure, I'm with you on that uh, completely. Um, going back to Twitter, uh, speaking of Keontae Kennedy, he asks, uh, this is Lukamoto Minor, Lugal on Twitter, any word on Kennedy? Uh, he's fine. He came out after, he went to the locker room, got a little um, banged up, uh, hurt him exactly. He just said, you know, hey, I, I just really hit my bone hard. I wanted to make sure everything was good and everything was fine. He just stayed out for precautionary reasons, no reason to put him back in with less than three minutes to go in the yeah. game so yeah they, it was all more precautionary he checked himself out of the game went immediately to the locker room just wanted to make sure everything was right and everything was fine so good good news right there for Keontae Kennedy and this uh, UTEP basketball team Joe Chacon tweets to show a completely different mentality going into this season um I disagree and think that this team can definitely be a force in Conference USA. And why not think postseason? Let that be a story at the end of the year featuring a team that wasn't on the radar. Hashtag March Madness. Hashtag why not? Utah Mineto tweets us, Terry was a great recruiter. Oh, my gosh. No, this was not what he said. Terry was a great used car salesman, a.k.a. recruiter. You know what the bad part is? It has quotes on there, so it makes it sound like we said it. We did not say that. We this. did not say that. <laughs> okay. I'm reading his tweet, but shout out to Mineto for listening in. <laughs> Going back to Twitter real quick, um, other tweets to get to. Uh, this coming from Ant again at 9 Stay Up. I hope a lot of minor fans make the drive to NMSU on Saturday. Golding and the fellas need our support. Another tweet to get to is um, Jonathan Byers. He says, I'm going to UTEP New Mexico State. The only trick is figuring out how to get tickets. Well, JB, I'll tell you, go to uh, New Mexico State Athletics Online. I'm, I'm sure that's where you, that's where you can start. And, uh, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get some uh, clarification on that as the week continues and you know as we find out more for this game Christopher Carrillo tweets us if the Miners can stop the Aggies from getting hot on the three-point line it'll be a long night for the Aggies and Christopher Carrillo tweets us again bring on the Aggies so he's fired up for this game he feels like UTEP has a chance I don't know not sure I, I'm just you know I'm not too sure I, I don't know man I I feel like there's a there's yeah. a stretch of games that this UTEP basketball team has where they've got you know good team after good team good team after good team and I'll and I'll reel off some okay so they've got um they first off they have at New Mexico State which is like we said this Saturday next Friday at Pacific very tough matchup right there then in the Golden Turkey Classic they host UC Riverside tough matchup right there then uh, two weeks after that after Thanksgiving. This is where it gets tough. This is a tough three-game stretch. Home against New Mexico State at Kansas at New Mexico. How about that three-game stretch? You know what? I love it. This is going to prepare them, obviously, for uh, what can be a grueling conference schedule at points. I understand that it is Conference USA, but at the same time, near the end of the season, there's always an extra Conference USA team that looks like they're snubbed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also... Which conference is is pretty much a guarantee to win that first game in the NCAA tournament? You know, conference the, you say. The, this conference bolts some solid basketball, uh, but but kind of you know grazing through the schedule and continuing 
on that tough um, that that tough stretch of games. They open against UAB at UAB. Ooh, you know what I mean on yeah. December thirtieth, and That's- then. A couple days later, Middle Tennessee, then La Tech with Mr. Uh, Mr. American Basketball himself, Kenneth Lofton Jr. So uh, a tough stretch right there. Three games to open up conference play. 880-5763. That's our telephone number. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and online 600 ESPN El Paso.com. We've got phone lines available. If you want to talk some UTEP hoops, now's the time to do it. We're going to take a timeout right now. When we come back, some awards to give out on the show. First off, we'll give our Hot Hand of the Game Award. That's brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. Following that one, we'll give you our our player of the game brought to you by Keith Southwest. You're listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency, only on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back to Minor Talk. He's Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bratis. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens. Contact the Oscar Arietta Agency today. Go to OscarArietaAgency.com and fill out a, con- uh, a form to get started on a free, no-obligation insurance policy to see if you can save some money on your home, auto, or life insurance. Trust the local experts at the Oscar Arietta Agency for all your insurance agents, uh, excuse me, for all your insurance needs. Give him a call at 406000 That's as easy as that. We've got some awards to hand out, our hot hand of the game and our player of the game awards as we continue. But if you'd like to duck in a call, now is the time to do it. 880-5763. Telephone number here on Minor Talk. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter is where Leo underscore Minor checks in. I should be sleeping, and I am. Going to have to listen to the rest of Minor Talk once they make it available. Good night. Hashtag picks up. Don't worry, man. We're almost done. Uh, we, we It's past our bedtimes, too. The, this uh, daylight savings, man, making me a little beat right now. Yeah. I mean, that extra hour of sleep was nice, but when you see the sun kind of change. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a little bit different. Or when you go outside at like 530 and it's already pitch black, dark, you know. It's yeah. like, oh man, it's really, you know, it's we're we're in it right now. We're we're in this uh fall season heading into winter. I love it. We're uh, in it to win it, baby. I love it. Hey, uh we'll talk we'll preview New Mexico State after we give our awards, but first let's do that. Let's start off with our hot hand of the game award. It's presented by our great friends at Wind Supply El Paso. Some good uh candidates for this one. Sal mentioned one with uh Jarrell Satterfield, nine points, had uh a pair actually a trio of three pointers in this one in just twelve minutes of action uh, off the bench. He is a uh, junior college transfer from Ranger College and so happens to be a Las Cruces native. So big shout out to uh, Jarrell Satterfield, who definitely had an opportunity to win this award. But we got to give it to Jamari Sibley, Georgetown transfer. He was three for three from the floor tonight, uh, pulled down five rebounds, had some nice plays. He had two turnovers, but also totaled the steal in this one. So he forced a turnover on his end in 17 minutes of action. This was our first glimpse at the uh, Georgetown transfer, who, like somebody mentioned earlier, has four years of eligibility. Jamari Sibley, our hot hand of the game award recipient. It's loose and it's taken by Kennedy. Kennedy's lead. Bienemy ahead of the pack under to Sibley. And he slams it down with two hands on the alley oop. You know what, Adrian, really quickly, I want to make a correction because I, I, I am uh, wrong on something. I mentioned now Titus Verhoeven was the only player with a stat in every category. And although that might be technically correct, uh, still got a shout out Sibley, where the only stat he didn't register something in 
was a personal foul. There you so, go. Great yeah. call there, Sal. He filled up the stat sheet. Jamal Bienemy, our hot hand of the game award recipient, presented by our great friends at Wind Supply El Paso. Speaking of hot, keep everyone warm, comfortable, and toasty this winter with a new champion furnace from Wind Supply El Paso. Wind Supply El Paso is the f- official supplier of champion heating and cooling products. To locate your near- nearest champion dealer, visit the Find a Dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. Time for our Player of the Game Award. This is uh, brought to you by our great friends at Keith Southwest. And, uh, yeah, this one's easy. I mean, this is a softball one. Uh, it's Jamal Bienemy, the Oklahoma transfer. Last year, he emerged onto the scene as the starting point guard for the minors, although he had up-and-down games. But for this one, had a nice emergence in UTEP season opener. First win under Joe Golding. They win 85-57, and Jamal Bienemy scores 23 points, totals five different three-pointers, has four assists, has four steals in just 25 minutes of action. Big shout out to Jamal Bienemy for our player of the game recipient. Bienemy comes across the head of the key, out top Kalu, left side Kennedy. Kennedy in the lane, out top to Bienemy, shoots a three, looks good and it is! Jamal's third three. And, and there you go. It's his third trio of the, the of five out of this one. And uh, Jamal Bienemy, he is our player of the game. Keith Southwest delivers the best precision metal components for business throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. Southwest online today, KeithsSW.com. Back to Twitter real quick. A couple tweets to get to. It's Joe Chacon. As a life long, lifetime minor fan, the glass is always half full. Stop being so pessimistic and embrace this welcome change. Miners win 74-64 on Saturday. Wow. For that, you Whoa. owe me first round of drinks. If not, I'll buy you drinks all night the next time I'm in El Paso. He's marking this. He says, all right, you just buy me the first drink, the first round. But if not, I'll buy your drinks the whole night, Adrian and Sal. Heard it here first. Joe Chacon, he says a 10-point victory on Saturday? Ooh. Sal, what? I got your drinks right here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh man, that's that's shout uh, out, man. That that yeah, shout out big time. But that's a big uh that that's a big prediction right there. I hope he's right. Oh my goodness. Uh jo- Joe Chacon, man. He says it's about to be ten there. Hashtag repping from Cali. Yeah, I feel that, man. I was in Cali just uh yesterday, uh, you know, with the fiance, with the fiance's dad, uh, you know, he- heading back from Watching the Rams lose Con- against the Titans. Uh, not about the game, but life. Congrats, man. That's that's amazing. I appreciate. Proud it. of you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, I I I guess we got to look a little bit ahead to New Mexico State. Let's preview this game real quick. So New Mexico State wins today against UC Irvine 62-51. They were led by Teddy Allen. That's their, their newest addition on this group. He's a fifth-year uh, player, uh, and he was 6-for-18 today, 14 points. And, of course, uh, when you're talking about somebody like Teddy Allen, he brings so much in terms of uh, in, in terms of experience. He's spent uh, a couple seasons at Nebraska, a couple seasons at West Virginia. This guy is somebody as a, uh, you know, a junior averaged 16 and a half points, 4.7 rebounds, and shot 44% from the floor. Teddy Allen, that's a guy that UTEP will really have to guard well in this game. Six foot six junior. He plays that kind of combo hybrid guard. Um, you know, but man, he's a he's a really, really lethal player. So UTEP will definitely have to watch out for that. I still have NMSU taking this one in the Pan Am. I think it could be closer than I thought going into tonight. UTEP impressed me tonight. I I, I really am standing by that. Uh New Mexico State. 
State, although they beat Texas Tech in an exhibition game, they lost by 19 against uh, Arizona State in a closed scrimmage game. So take that for what it's worth. It's kind of interesting to note right there, but we'll see what the Aggies have on Saturday. Sal, any thoughts as we head to the Battle of I-10 with a lot of storylines under under this one? Yeah, I'm excited to see how uh, how Sule Boom, a.k.a. Buckets for Sale, amazing shirt, by amazing the way. Amazing shirt. I think they even put the link for that shirt. So I was thinking about this. I was like, all right, is this the link or is this a fake link? It's a fake link. No. Yep. Okay. And and I so like people will people will I guess it's like Twitter bots or whatever, but people will just like find uh people saying I need this shirt or whatever. This person, Vanessa Furman has already been reported, I guess. And yes. uh, people are liking it thinking it's legit. So I, I kind of like feel that. bad. Um, well, because I liked it too. I was like, "Oh, this is legit." And then I clicked on it. and I was like, "Wait a second! I'm zooming in on it. On it, I'm like, this is low quality." This person, whoever's on Twitter, just took a screenshot of Sule's Bo- Sule Boom shirt that says that's literally a bucket and it's like with the apostrophe S, so buckets and then a for sale sign. So that's uh, yeah. If, if you know Sule Boom, that's his Twitter handle, buckets for sale. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll get back to the real story. My bad. I kind of teetered off, but um, yeah, I'm excited to see how he'll be able to perform coming back from the injury against uh, one of the toughest matchups on the schedule. That's for sure. But but. Alongside that, I'm excited to see, um, you know, as much as I love the Miners, I'm excited to see the Saggy basketball team year in and year out. They they look like either a really, really top contender from the beginning all the way to the end, or they kind of struggle a little bit, you know, give you a different look in the beginning and then pull it along as the season uh, progresses. So either way, this is going to be a really, really, really tough test for the Miners, and I hope they come out on top. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, Sal. Uh, I'm I'm with you, and I think it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people may have thought going into this uh, game, going into the season, even maybe for the Aggies. So curious to see how this is. Uh, Adrian at Enemy Win 3, tweets the show. Great show tonight. Hopefully Hunter won't have Terry in his mouth on Saturday. Wow. Uh, yeah. There you go. Taking a shot there. Right, right there. Um, Leo underscore minor fan tweets us that apparently Kalu has passed um, uh, Zariko Nyema on the depth chart and went on to discuss it further. Check out the podcast once yeah. they post it for more clarity. It was in regards to Ryan Guzman saying what wasn't listening in. What's What do they say about Zariko Nyema? Check out the podcast. It's on demand wherever yeah. you get your podcasts. Uh, Minor Talk is available. Sal, any final thoughts today? Uh, we're back. We're back. How crazy we transitioned into it. It's amazing. <laughs> In the middle of the season. And um, <laughs> just, just the way, <laughs> seriously, just a way, way different format. But uh, nonetheless, still happy to do this, excited, and um, really proud of uh, Coach Golding and being able to get things out right away. I had to really lock in these last two days, man. I could not because my my brain is is geared to football right yeah. now. So I had to like lock in and really like, okay, what happened in 2020? Oh, that's right, Rodney Terry left and you know he signed the extension and then they played Kansas really close and you know they had Bryson Williams like I had to remember all this stuff and then going into the offseason okay they had struggled at times getting recruits but now they got guys in and you know now we're here UTEP basketball it's it's here it's live uh, we got a long season ahead of us I'm so excited to do it with you again Sal and uh, we've got a lot to go I, I, I think we should end it right there UTEP so takes on New Mexico State on Saturday I'm down man and also um, we're, we're saying all of this but 
all of this is in the midst of the miners in North Texas <laughs> in Denton on Saturday as well. Quick thoughts on that because this yeah. is a big one. Uh, UTEP football needs to win this one on Saturday. Kyle Yeomans, shout out to Kyle Yeomans from the Cowboys broadcast and good friend of Sports Talk. Mm-hmm. He'll be on the call for this one on ESPN+. Plus. So we've got uh, – this is the day that we've got – I've got UTEP women's basketball at 1 o'clock against North Dakota. We've got uh, UTEP football. So I'm not going to do my normal UTEP football tweets. Maybe I'll ask you, Sal, if you yeah. can. I'm, I'm just volunteering you here. Sal, do the <laughs> do the updates and stuff. No, no worries. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, me- that's messed up. Okay, so I'm doing women's basketball. Then we're doing some UTEP football. Right after UTEP football, no minor talk, right? We're going to save a doubleheader minor talk at, for both football and basketball following the New Mexico State uh, basketball game. That's going to be tough, man. We're going to have to like really yeah. juggle all our, all our names. And, and I'm glad you mentioned UTEP women's basketball. They get things started against Incarnate Word on Thursday. Amazing, amazing stuff. We'll That's have it right. right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. I believe, what, 6.30 or 7 o'clock? I'll get the exact time yeah. for you right well, now. It's a 7. Actually, uh, 6.30 is probably pregame if we're yeah. doing that. And if not, um, it's a 7 o'clock tip, which I'm thrilled about, man. Yeah, super excited to see the UTEP. Goat Katia Gallegos and company. Coach Baker doing an amazing job in the offseason. Want to see what that transpires too. But a fun fact, Adrian, or uh, yes or no, I think I know your answer, or maybe even true false. Babe Laufenberg at the UTEP game on Saturday because oh. the Cowboys play at home against Good call. Atlanta. Yep, true. I'm calling true 100%. Love it. You know it. what? I looked in the archives. I think it's true, too. I haven't checked in reality, but in my brain, it's there. Okay, I like it. <laughs> hey, off the the UTEP women's basketball conversation, we'll talk about them as well in our triple header edition of Minor Talk on Saturday. I shouldn't call it a double header. Triple header because we got right. UTEP women's basketball, we've got men's basketball, and we got football. It's a jam-packed day. We're going to be working not stop that day. You better bring the espresso machine in here, man. Let's do it. You know what? Where's Jim Center at? Let's see if we could get him on these broadcasts too. (laughs) I love it, man. Hey, Sal, appreciate all you do. Appreciate everybody chiming in on the first edition of UTEP Basketball and Minor Talk. And uh, we'll talk again on Saturday. For Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Bradas saying so long. Thank you so much for listening to Minor Talk. Brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency only on 600 ESPN El Paso. ESPN El Paso mobile app. 600 ESPN El Paso. He's KROD El Paso. A Town Square Media Station.